What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 136 of the Masterclass. My name is Cam, and I'm joined by my good and wonderful and lovely and all-around swell dude, my friend Dave Hogue. What's up? Uh, it's good to be together again, even though we're several hundred miles apart. Indeed. We are together again. You know, um, we're getting uh, we're getting pretty regular with this whole getting together and talking in the microphones thing, Dave. Yes, yeah. We are we were like three weeks in a row now without missing a show. <laughs> that hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, just in time for summer to come and <laughs> mess everything up again, probably. But yes, probably. How are you? Things are going well, I suppose. Things are going well daughter that's a senior in high school going to prom and getting ready to graduate and they grew up so fast continues i know she continues to do very well in soccer so she had two more goals in her last game i think two goals and an assist so she's a force to be reckoned with out there yeah and i think she's still on that kind of upswing of she's still getting better so i'm happy for her it's a good sign because she is going to be playing when she's in college. <laughs> so, improvement is always good. How are you? Uh, I'm well. We uh, installed a new stove today, which was oh so fun. <laughs> I love manual labor so much. Uh, but no, we're good. I'm happy to have that project done with. Um, we're we're starting to look at maybe buying a house up here, which is awesome and terrifying all at the same time. Um, you know, you've you've been there, I've been there. People, mm-hmm. have, you know, go go through that all the time, but it's it's a bit daunting trying to figure out what your budget is, what's what what are you looking for? Neighborhoods, schools, blah 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 blah. You know, how old's yeah. the furnace? How old's the Gosh. Yeah. So like all of that negative stuff, but the positive is like, hey, we get to have a house that's ours again, which is wonderful and not the size of a shoebox. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we're ready for a place of our own again, but we're just beginning that journey. So things up here don't move as quick as they did down in Kansas as far as like the housing market's concerned. So like mm. we sold our house in what, 36 hours. It went from being on the market to being signed that's not going to happen here. Houses stay on the market for like months before they sell. Hmm. Um, It's just, it's much slower, um, which is good when you're looking because you don't have to rush into anything. Not great when you're selling. Right. So luckily we are on the the good side of that. But anyways, yeah. So that's the, the latest with us is just trying to figure that out and try and make the best decision we can, you know, financially and like, familially i don't you know yeah. <laughs> like what what sort of place do i want to raise my kid in and any you know future children that may arise sure i don't know if arise is the right term you know <laughs> they kind of just come out not necessarily up but hey <laughs> yes down there with the catcher's mitt give me the curveball <laughs> my wife would be mortified if she knew good thing she doesn't listen <laughs> so anyways yeah, life, you know, things changing, always. So, I, I will be honest, I thought we finished Chapter 8 last time, and then Not even we close. talked, yeah, no, we <laughs> talked before before recording, uh, and holy, yeah, there's a lot, 
left in chapter eight. Uh, there's nine more verses, and we're gonna read all of them. Right. But we make no promises that we will get through all of them this episode. Because uh, I think that's going to be a very long conversation. Yes, it could be. Yes, would you, uh, would you like to read, sir? I would. So, Romans eight thirty one through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who raised, who at the right, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written? For your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ, love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen, indeed. Mm. I like when Paul asks these rhetorical questions. What then shall we say to these things? Mm. Let me tell you. I'm glad I asked that question because I've got an answer that's going to knock your socks off. Yes. If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a really good question, right? Right. I suppose he's being rhetorical again, but like, if we actually think about that one, uh, I mean, I guess no one, right? Right. I suppose people could be against us, but it wouldn't really do them much good. Right. Satan's against us, but it's not going to roll his way. Well, I I think it's very interesting because you have verse 31. What then shall we say to these things if God is for us? Who can be against us? But then when you look at verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? So I know there's kind of this, he gave up his son and he will give us all things, but I think we would argue that God was for Jesus, and while being for Jesus, Jesus was still crucified on the cross. And that kind of points back a little bit to what we were talking about last week in terms of things, you know, God works all things for the good. Our perspective and our idea of what is good is not always what God's perspective in terms of what is good. And so, um, yeah, definitely. You know, I think he is pointing to the fact that he didn't spare his own son for our sake, uh, that he would graciously give us all things. I read sort of implicitly into that is, is that, okay, God is, was probably for Jesus too, and yet he still died on the cross. And so. Yeah, but he came back. <laughs> sure, sure. And again, it's the eternal perspective. It's it's yeah. the heavenly perspective. It's not the here and the now. And, uh, you know, uh, the Jews would have put him on the throne and made him king and had God's kingdom happen then and there and God rule. And uh, but that's not what God's plan. It was much, much bigger than what we focus on. And so. Well, I mean, we, we tend to rush things as humans. <laughs> That is very true. 
We do rush things. Not very patient. It is pretty funny, though, to, to think of it in what you just said. God sent Jesus to die to conquer death and sin, and the Jews would have put him in power right then and there and, like, skipped that whole thing. <laughs> and it's like, how, how, uh, off could you be? Right. People that were so sure that they were right. Like, what is, uh, what did Dallas Willard say? Um, there's been many people who have had conviction and also been wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. because you're, you're convicted that you are correct or you have a strong belief that you're correct doesn't mean that you are. No, yeah. You know, you could be so convicted that the sky is red. Sure. But really, it's blue. Yeah. And it's just so funny to me that people were so convicted and uh, stringent in their belief of what the Messiah was going to be that they totally missed him when he came. Mm-hmm. And God's idea of what was right was so different from theirs that they were unwilling to accept it. Yeah, definitely. And it's like it's not like they like missed the memo that he came back from the dead. Like that was, you know, probably pretty hot news. Yeah. In the Galilee Journal. <laughs> the Galilean, I don't know. What whatever they're, you know local paper would have been. Yeah, the Romans tried to sweep it under the rug, say that the disciples stole the body. They paid soldiers to tell people that, right? That's what's recorded in the Gospels. They they were so convinced that they were correct that they saw Jesus and were like, ah, must not have been him. And then, obviously, they saw the church begin. Mm-hmm. And all of these people become part of the way. You're like, yeah, no, not not the guy. They've got it wrong. And it's just like, man, and and it's really easy to look at them or other people and be like, idiots. They don't mm-hmm. know how And then it's like the second you start thinking about your own life, you're like, oh wait a minute. Right. I probably do that mm, way more than I think in a bunch of different areas. And so it's just it's a good uh moment to sort of self-evaluate mm-hmm. absolutely how yeah how you're acting or assuming or presuming things about your own life or your own actions or or or, or what have you and just thinking like you know what there's a really really strong chance like as you said in this show there's something i'm getting wrong that i don't know i'm getting wrong yeah like you've said it in other ways, but it's the, the 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 same idea of like there's bound to be areas in my life where I th- I know I'm right and I'm not even close to being right. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Part of growing up, but also part of you know allowing the Holy Spirit to convict you of your sin and in in that process of sanctification. There we go. <laughs> that process is is having sort of your eyes and your heart and your mind opened to those areas where you're like, oh man, there's a whole cesspool of stuff I didn't know I had to deal with, but now I got to. And mm-hmm. anyways, um, I think, I think I've made my point, but it's just really interesting to think about that way. And I would not have thought about that reading as had you not said that God was for Jesus and Jesus had to die. <laughs> Yikes. What does that mean for me? 
Yeah. Because Jesus is perfect, and, well, I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. And it, we get focused on this world and this life. And I don't, certainly, th- there's a reason why we, we live our lives. Um, I don't think it's just a, uh, a wash in that, well, we're all going to go to heaven or we're, you know, that sort of thing. Or uh, there's a purpose for why we have the time that we have on this earth. And I'm, I'm grateful that I have lived as long as I have lived. And I, I suspect that the longer I live, the more I have a sense of just, um, or, or, or not even just a sense, kind of even a realization of what I think is important is probably not important. And you, in, in you, you have that element of an eternal focus. And as we've mentioned before, um, Dallas Willard and John Ortberg and um, the, I can't even remember what the name of that book is, but I don't even know if it's a book, but yeah, it is. It was a conference. They turned into a book, but just, you know, that, that Dallas Willard talking about eternity, particularly when he was within months of uh, dying and not knowing that he was going to die, there was just a passion that he had uh, for eternity and a passion for heaven and, and in a relationship with God. And as, as, as I'm talking, and I think about our, our time last week of just that sense of, you know, if you truly desire God, he is not going to turn you away. And there are so many things that come in and interfere and, and knock us off that track. And as you get older and you pursue him, there's just that sense of, I want to know you and I want to know you more. And not just for fire insurance and not just so I believe the right thing. And, but this just truly desire to know, uh, God's better, God better. Not totally sure that I can tie this in to the scripture that we've been reading, but verse 33 in the end, it says, it is God who justifies. And I think that's just kind of that natural progression of being in a relationship with him. He is justifying us. You know, I do believe that that grace comes upon us when we are saved, but as time goes by, like you, the word you use, sanctified, there is just this preparation for heaven and knowing him better. It is not about believing just the right thing. It is about being in relationship with him. Agreed. The uh, the book that we were referencing there about, oh, or, uh, from Dallas Willard and John Ortberg, is uh, Living in Christ's Presence. Uh it was a conference that John and Dallas spoke at that they recorded the audio for, and that's the actual audio book. Yeah, and that's worth getting. This is one of the times I would argue the audio is better than the book. Because it's the conference audio of Dallas teaching, of John teaching, and then the two of them doing their Q&A back and forth uh, banter, which is totally worth the purchase. Um, they They play, well... <laughs> John likes to play a game where he makes Dallas define things like on the spot. Right. And every time he does it, it's just like mind blowing. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I mean, it's mind blowing because Dallas is incredibly smart. I mean, John's no slouch. Nope. But Dallas is like another level. Mm-hmm. And just John's reactions to <laughs> Dallas's stuff is like you will be listening on your headphones in the supermarket and you will laugh out loud to strangers. 
because <laughs> that's just how good and real and like how tight and, and, and that's just like the fun part. And then you get to the point where, where, you know, Dave was mentioning of Dallas talking about his relationship with God and eternity and, and all, and you feel the emotion of, in, in the authenticity of someone who has lived it for 70 years. Yeah. And someone who has gotten to the point in their life where, be it experience, perspective, knowledge, whatever the mixture is, someone who has gotten to that point in life and realized what is truly important and what is not. And, and, I, and I, for one, uh, while listening to that book and, and hearing Dallas speak with such reverence and um, intimate knowledge of, of God, it's like, oh, I remember thinking and maybe even saying out loud to myself, I was like, I want I, that, that, I want that. That's, that's what I want. That's the goal. Yeah. That's, you know, the, the, the idea of, of sanctification, like, that's the, the process that gets us to that point where, as a human living on Earth, I can say, forget all this baloney. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't need it. All I need is found in God. And mm-hmm. I'm probably going to actually have to start uh, listening to that while I work because that's a good way to redeem the time and, and help me focus on, on the things that matter. So yeah, there'll be, a, there'll be a link in the show notes to the audiobook. And as Dave said, this is, this is one of the few times where um, the audiobook is definitely the way to go. Yeah. It's just so good. As we've been talking, I'm going to skip to the last two verses of this. What? You and can't we, do that. <laughs> and we can certainly come back. Because cause actually, the last two verses are, are fairly lengthy, but I think they, they sum up what these verses are about and even what we've been talking about with Dallas Willard. And I'm going to actually read from the NIV in Romans 8 and 38, Romans 8, 38 and 39 are two of the first verses that I ever intentionally memorized um, as a young Christian. I'm going to read the NIV, like I said. For I am convinced, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is about nothing. And I guess the word that I like in the NIB versus the the ESV that we read earlier is, uh, it says, for I am convinced versus for I am sure. And just that, I know for me as a young Christian, as a teenager, kind of having that, I am convinced that truly nothing can separate me from the love of God that we have in our Lord Christ Jesus. That was just that was huge for me. Um, I still have my doubts now as somebody that's been a Christian for many, many years and even recently had this conversation with another friend of just doubt is part of it. It, it. it really is. But this verse, memorizing it early on, just made me realize that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And easier said than done, but it is true. And if that is something that you as a listener, maybe struggle with a little bit. Uh, this would be; these are two very good verses to to memorize. 
it's just it's it's interesting as you as you learn this verse and you become familiar with this verse i think we all will have certain things that sort of stand out to us or become that thing which we maybe identify with more than any other but for me it was certainly that idea of neither the present nor the future because for me uh, there was very much this this idea of well i know where i stand with god now but what's going to happen in the future and my future from doing this podcast as to the 15 16 year old who memorized it well i can say 30 some years later i'm still walking you know i'm still seeking him and i probably have less than 30 years left and so this makes me kind of go 30, maybe around 30, maybe a little more. But it makes me kind of go, okay, I know God has stuck with me this long and he's going to continue to stick with me. So while I jumped on that verse, that was just, I guess for me, something very personal, very um, important in my journey was memorizing those two verses. And like I said, as I think about 33 years later from when I memorized them, they still ring true to me, and, and I was grateful for the person who brought that to my attention to uh, memorize those verses and remember that nothing can separate us uh, from the love of God and who he is. No, it's good. It's real good. I mean, I even like 37, too. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just such a, such a sense of authority and finality and power and overwhelm I, I guess with these verses we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things past or, uh, or things to come or powers or heights or depth or anything in all creation will be able to like it's just such a all encompassing mm-hmm. concept and it's it's one of the more like reassuring that's such a, a weak term <laughs> it it is like it is one is one of the more rally inducing sort of feel like you read that like you just feel yourself getting pumped up you know what i mean yeah like you want to read it like you want to hear someone like Martin Luther King or James Earl Jones or, you know, someone with just, like, a voice to, like, just uh, read it and just, like, pump the whole crowd yeah. up, right? Because it's, that's what it's meant to instill in you is this this feeling of, like, holy cow, God has me mm-hmm. in every possible situation God's love will sustain. And uh, it's just such a like as I read it, I literally hear the crowd going <laughs> in the background. Like as I read it, because it's one of those things where it's just it is so it is so strong and it is so encouraging and it is so uplifting and um, yeah, I I can totally understand why as you know a young person that would encourage you and, and pump you up and, and even more so now after all these years to go yeah you know what that is true yeah. I've been through a lot since then, and <laughs> it's true still, and that's really awesome. And even as you were talking about that, just cheering of God and kind of the building and then the crescendo, and uh, I hope people have the opportunity to experience that in worship as well. 
I have been to sporting events where people just lose their mind and they're cheering and they're yelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to concerts where I've experienced those things. And, and when I say concert, I mean Christian music, but you know, uh, artists that are probably in it for the buck. Not that everybody doesn't do their job for <laughs> to earn a living, but um, you know, you have those moments outside the church where you just see people kind of have this raw uh, response of cheering and excitement. And uh, well, I, you know, I'm guessing that people even do that with, with TV shows. And I hope, and I pray truly for, for you as the listener that you have an opportunity to experience that in your church, in a place of worship at some point. Uh, I get that it's not that way week in, week out, and sometimes it can be over-exaggerated for the sense of just having the experience. But it's truly cool when you find yourself uh, cheering God and praising Him, and it, it is an overflow of what He has done, uh, similar to what you see happening uh, in sporting events and music venues and things like that, because who deserves that more than anybody but the creator of the universe and the creator of the universe who is uh, just and righteous and has made a way for us to, uh, be in his presence for eternity. So, so while you were sharing that, uh, I thought of sporting Kansas city games Mm -hmm. where the crowd can be rather raucous Mm -hmm. and overly uh, devoted. And one of the chants that they sing multiple times a game is, I believe that we will win. You know, they build uh-huh. it up and they all, you know, I, I believe, and they, they build it up and then everyone just loses their mind and dances like a buffoon. And I, I was thinking about that. I started chuckling inside. I was like, I don't believe that we will win. I know right. that yeah. we will. Like my, my assurance, like, yes, I have, obviously I have, I have hope and faith. But my assurance in the victory of God is already come to fruition because Jesus came back from the dead. Like, I don't have to hope for victory. I don't have to believe that the victory will happen. Like, I already know. Mm -hmm. And living out of that is difficult sometimes because the world wants you to question that every, every possible way. But, like... You know, living out of that freedom of knowing the end ahead of time should, I think, cause me to live differently than I do most of the time. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I can get easily caught up in, you know, money or possessions or comparisons or um, just like the, the gravity of everyday life, you know. Going here, going there, doing this, doing mowing the lawn, editing the podcast, hanging out with family, like doing all of the things that are just required of, you know, humans to like operate, most of which I don't want to do, but you know, (laughs) whatever, that's a different conversation. But then like having these moments of like clarity, like just now where it's like, oh man, I'm going along with the flow instead of sort of like standing on my... Like, if life is, you know, like, the flow, right, then instead of standing on my raft of, like, no, I know I this river doesn't dictate where I go. God has redeemed me from that, and I'm able to, I don't know if this is making any sense, but, like, I'm able to then steer 
where I want to go because I'm not captive of life the way the world wants me to live it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That was kind of a weird illustration, but that's what's in my head right now. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Trying to re reassure myself on a more regular basis that nothing can separate me from the love of God. And because of that, I don't have to live my life in a way that is so concerned with the world or is reactionary to the world. But instead, I can live from a place of freedom and live in a way that is proactive and in, in a way that maybe even preempts some of what the world would tell me to do. And so, you know what? I don't need, I don't need that. I don't, I'm not, I'm not caught in that. I, I have freedom. I have this love that I'm not separated from at all. And I have, I have higher goals and higher aspirations. And I want to share those with more people. Mm-hmm. And like, that even sounds kind of super self-helpy, which is <laughs> not at all what I'm trying to say. And if you, you know, if you've listened to this long enough, you know that I'm not really down with all that nonsense. Right. Am I making any sense, Dave? Yeah, because because actually, as you're saying that, I'm I am coming back to verse 33 in all this that talks about who shall bring any charge against God's elect. It is God who justifies. And again, just that element of we can get so caught up in the world, we can so get caught up in uh, the here and the now. This verse is saying it is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus, the one who died. More than that, who was raised and now is at the right hand of God and who is interceding for us. And we talked about him praying and interceding uh, earlier. But again, there's just this, as, as you read through this verse, or as you read through these verses, uh, 31 uh, through 39, to me, there is just this, overwhelming hope there's this overwhelming sense of victory and that uh, god has it in control like who can be against me you know <laughs> who gives us all these things it, it's god and he sent jesus and not only did he die for our sins which some would argue, and we're, I probably don't have the ability to do this here tonight, some would argue that it was, you know, when Jesus said, it is finished on the cross, it truly was finished. You know, he died for our sins in that moment. You know, something happened on the cross, even if he never rose from the dead. You know, there was an element of, he was the ultimate sacrifice for us, and that he died on the cross for our sins. But more than that, he was raised. You know, it's like he didn't just stop there. Uh, while he said it was finished and he died for our sins, he raised again and then uh, sits at God's right hand. You know, I think of my perspective of being a ruler and being in charge or even being the ruler's right hand person. There's an element in my mind of, well, I don't have to do anything. And yet Jesus yeah. very much is inter- continues to intercede for us and continues to uh, be an active participant in our lives. And so uh, this, this verse for me is, uh, and I'll quit rambling here, just 
smacks of victory. It smacks of who God is and how awesome he is. Just reminds me personally of it's, it has so little to do with my ability, but yet <laughs> I so often want to focus on that. Yeah. What came to my mind while you, while you were saying that is, um, you know, what's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or take up your mat and yeah, walk. Yeah. But so that you know that the Son of Man has the ability to forgive sins, I tell you, pick up your mat and walk. Yeah. And so that concept with the, well, what's easier to say? It is finished or to come back from the dead. But so that you believe that sin is conquered, right. I'm going to come back from the dead. And it's like, oh my God. Like it's <laughs> nuts. It's bonkers. Yeah. Um, and I've never thought about the resurrection in that way until you just phrased it that way. And I was like, that's the same thing he did over here with this story but on an even bigger it's like yeah it's easy in theory to die for some for a cause right yeah it's very much harder uh and you really never done before kind of sort of outside of lazarus really but to come back from the dead yeah so yeah to just kind of prove a point god was like and he's back yeah which is just, man. Anyways, so yeah, we could, I think we could talk about, we didn't even really talk about the middle stuff, which is fine, because, you know, people here can either read or listen to the Bible mm-hmm. um, and, and come to their own conclusions there. We, uh, we are not the, the, the end-all be-all on how to interpret or understand the Bible, just some dudes that like to talk about it. Any, uh, any other thoughts before we uh, send this... Uh, ship onto the horizon. I feel like I said that in a recent episode. I don't know why I shouldn't repeat <laughs> silly things like that. No, just, uh, you know, encourage uh, folks to engage with us and encourage you to read the Bible on your own. And if there's something we've said or you've heard us reference or whatever that you want to have a say in or want to correct us on, we'd love to hear from people. That's probably the main thing. Indeed. I agree. You can find links for all of how to do that stuff in the show notes. There's Twitter links, email links, uh, subreddit links, Patreon links, show note links, lots of links. I'm not even playing golf either. <laughs> All right. I'm glad that one landed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you so much for your time and for um, letting Dave and I be just a small part of uh, your day. And um, really appreciate it. Think it's super cool. And yeah, check out the show notes. Check out all the links for all the good stuff. And um, if you want to say hi, that would be awesome. Yes. Uh, until next time, though. Farewell. Goodbye. And 